The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash billrisser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's adworks.com slash billrisser. I decided that there were things that I could do well and there were things that I didn't do well or that I didn't really want to do. I didn't have that that urge to do them. And so I thought the best team for me would be a team of people who were not mini-me's, a team of people who you know had absolutely different goals or aspirations. Or We wanted to have the same moral code. That was very, very important. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions, where industry leaders share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions, a, a little podcast experiment I started in August of 2015 when I interviewed Jay Thompson of, of Zillow, not even knowing if I'd have an episode two. but And I, and I started it because I curious by nature and I love finding out where leaders in our industry come from and and that leads me up to episode 95 and I am delighted to chat with Richard Silver senior vice president of sales at Sotheby's International Realty and and founder and leader of the Torontoism team up obviously in Toronto Ontario I had I mean a real great time with Richard we I was able to attend Glen Gary Glen Ross right Richard on Broadway yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and with with you and a few other industry types a few years ago and, and I've closely followed you know, what you do and what you do on your site and your video and your content is just amazing. I'm so excited to talk to you. So, Richard, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bill. Uh, happy Friday to you. And uh, I look forward to, to our chat. Thank you. I, I I started at the beginning with most of the guests. And I know that sure. you've been in Toronto a long time, but but I, I don't think you were born and raised there. Were, were you no. raised in Ontario? No? no, I wasn't. I was raised out in Alberta. And then in the interim, I went to university in the United States in Eugene, Oregon. And then after that, I went over to uh, uh, Montreal and I worked there for three years. And then I ended up uh, 40 years ago, I ended up in Toronto. Uh, I didn't know anybody. And three years later, I got into real estate. So uh, the difficult thing at that point was I really didn't have the sphere of influence that a lot of agents would start off with. I really, you know, I didn't know much about Toronto. I had to get out and see as much uh, real estate as I could. And I also, uh, I, you know, I didn't have uh, friends and family out here. So right. it was, uh, it was an interesting, uh, interesting progression. Right. You, you, you mentioned Eugene. So you're a duck? Yes, I'm a duck. Wow. I graduated from there. They, they let me out. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize you went to school in the States. So that's. Yeah, they, right. they let me out of Oregon. <laughs> so I'm going to guess that, that you know, you've been in real estate now. It's, am I, is that right? It's cl- pushing yeah. up to four decades, right? Yeah, 37 years. Wow. It is. I find that for most people, you know, that when they're in school, they weren't, weren't really, they have dreams of becoming a realtor. They, all, they had some right. other passion. Did you, what was yours? Was it, or was it real estate? You know what? I was I had been sort of a song and dance person, mostly heavily into the dance. I was used to do a lot of uh, you know television variety shows and things like that. So I was used to being a bit of a performer. 
but I had always had uh, a love of architecture. I think, uh, you know, some, while some people were reading Playboy, I was probably reading Architectural Digest. So, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, uh, and I was I was always very very interesting interested in uh, you know people's homes, what they did with them, the art, uh, etc. So that's that that was more my background. You're in Toronto. What was the uh, what was the trigger that that um, that got you to real estate? There had to be. I I bought a house. Ah. I bought a house, and I was working with uh, one agent. In those days, you basically uh, you know they didn't have buyer representation. They didn't have a lot of the things that they do now. This is 1979, and I was working with one agent who I met, and he was taking us out, and he was showing us a lot of different properties, and none none were a fit. And then um, I went to a dinner party, met another person and uh, who had had a very good reputation. And he took us out. He showed us four properties. And one of those properties we bought that day. I was just so impressed with him. I mean, he continues to be my best friend 40 years later. And uh, he also was just a wonderful agent. He really, uh, you know, he really had a good sense of, you know the creative the the creative part of looking at people, talking to them, and then deciding or trying to figure out what it was they would be attracted to. So he, you know, he's one of these people I've always known him. He'll take you out, he'll show you three or four houses, and you'll buy because he has a good sense of uh, finding out what it is that is important to uh, to you. Right. He has a really good sense of that. It's very, you know, that's the creative part of real estate is, you know, getting to know people and then trying, trying to make the fit for them. So you start in 1980 and technology in 1980 was, we'll call it low tech in the world of real estate. So, you, oh my <laughs> God, I, I, can you imagine a realtor without a cell phone? That was me. There was there, you know, I, I actually bought my first cell phone, my first mobile phone before the system was even up and running in Toronto. You were going to be ready. I was going to be ready. And and my friends, my friends looked at me uh, and said, are you crazy? What are you going to do with that thing? And it was huge at the time. I was, you know, you run around with a little case and everything was, was quite something. I gathered from just when I met you in New York and and followed you online that you really embrace technology. So my guess is you just mentioned it there, right there, yeah. first guy with a bag phone. So let's fast forward yeah. into the 90s when the Internet starts to come around. I'm assuming you were really early in that game, too. Well, you know, let's go back even farther than that when sure. we had Commodore, Commodore 64s, if you remember those days. I do. Uh, Commodore 64s and the very first Apple. Um, so I had one of those and I was very, very lucky. I had a nephew who was fascinated by it and uh, he uh, still continues to work in the computer industry. And, you know, after a little while of being in real estate and, and having a computer or just getting a computer, he turned to me and said, you know what, Uncle Richard, he said, uh, I know you keep this little uh, folder and it's got all these names and numbers and addresses and and why don't I try and see if I can make a system for you? So he created me a very, very crude, uh, you know, um, customer management system. And uh, it was it was amazing. And then, of course, I went on to things like Top Producer and, uh, you know, the the other ones that uh, are now around for uh, for connecting with clients. 
Right. But it was like, it was very, very early on. And then, yes, I got involved with the internet. I just thought uh, it, it was funny. I've always been one of those people who, you know, I, I like to try things. So I, if I see something out there and I think it might be helpful to the business, I will give it a try. And certainly anything that is going to save me time and give me more time with clients or family, uh, those I think are the benefits of the internet and, uh, you know, and a lot of the technology that's out there. You embrace learning. Uh, talk about yeah. the importance of, of, for you, of keeping current the way you do. You mentioned you've been in the business 40 years. There are people or close yeah. to, there are people your age that just kind of go, eh, forget yeah, it. I know. I, I just think you have to be engaged. I think if you, you know, and I think the the people who are not engaged in real estate, no matter what age you are, and if you're not engaged in the technology and in an in a in a in a business that's so based on technology, I just think you're not going to progress. And I've always been one of those people. I'm always looking for the next, you know, the next new toy, I suppose, or the next. You know, the next, you know, typical guy, you know, I, I want a bigger television set. I want it to be, you know, I want a bigger computer. So it's, uh, and, and in essence, it's strange because everything is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But, you know, I've just always been one of those people who likes to look at new things. And, you know, I've just been very, very, very lucky. I was into the, uh, into the internet and had one of the first websites in the city and, you know, in my business and real estate. And then I got into social media very early on, uh, you know, as you did. And uh, we just, uh, I, you know, I think we had a lot of fun. It's funny how now people will come and try and sell us things that we were doing, you know, 10 years ago. That's it. That's true. It's been really fun to watch the stuff you do. I I'll, hopefully you don't get upset with me, but I show your stuff to a lot of people down here. Great. Say, this no, I'm is, happy. Yeah, happy. This, is the guy to, this is the guy to mimic because this is uh, working. Especially for an old guy. You know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm 68 years old right now. It's, you know, I'll be open and tell everybody that uh, that's the age. But you know what? I just don't feel like it. I just, uh, I keep myself engaged. I keep myself busy. I'm always out on appointments uh, with clients and, and I like uh, the technology. And if there's something new that I want to develop more, I will go out and I'll push myself to, you know, go to uh, go to an event, go to a course, uh, join a group, uh, go. You know, I've been to India twice in the past six months uh, because I know that there is a market there for for people who want to buy in in a gateway city like Toronto. So I've been to India, I've been to China. Hopefully, the airplanes will be taking my walker as I go uh, <laughs> and progress That's and keep going at it. That's great. You mentioned just a second ago about being engaged. And boy, when it comes yeah. to yeah, it comes to volunteerism, you are you know right up there with some of the some of the people I see that are very involved, you know, local level, I guess in Canada to be the provincial level. You know you yeah. really, what compelled you to, to to do that, and why is it so important? Well, you know what? I think I got to the point where the real estate was, you know, I, I never thought I would be a realtor. I never thought I would be successful as a realtor or have the kind of life that it has given me. And so I thought that um, more and more it was time for me to give back. So I got very involved in the local board. I was on committees and eventually I became president of that board. And then I went on to the national board and have also done some work with NAR in, uh, in the States. And uh, it's just a matter of, 
I think getting out and uh, giving back. I'm, I did get to the point about a year and a half ago and I said, you know what, uh, one of these days I'm going to have to retire. So I'd better get out of, you know, I better focus on my business 100% rather than 75%. So what I did is I just, uh, you know, after 15 years of being in organized real estate, I just said, okay, it's time. Uh, just focus on your team and, and get that up and running and going well. I first met you through the world of Inman Connect and a lot of guests yeah. on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So many people we've connected with. But so you, you've attended, you mentioned, you've attended and presented at events all around Canada, the U.S., let's call it the world. I mean, and I, right. I assume these are part of that ongoing engagement and education you, you talk about, right? Yeah, I, I do. I, I find, uh, you know, I'm one of these people, I get up in the morning and I'm great. I'm ready to go. I want to, I'm not so good at late at night, <laughs> but in the morning I want to go and I want to get out and I want to meet people and I want to do things. And so, um, you know, I've, I've been told that I would go to the opening of an envelope and it's pretty much true. Uh, so I will go to lots of events. Uh, I like connecting with people. I like learning. And, you know, I, I guess I guess I'm a lobbyist in 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 many ways, and that I, I find that at a lot of these events, um, yes, you learn a lot. There's a lot of in, in, uh, education and hearing how people do things, but you also learn a lot from your time with people, getting you know getting caught up and talking to them in the lobbies of these uh, events. I mean, you know, how many great conversations have you and I had? Uh, you know, waiting to go into you know, hear a speaker or sitting next to each other, uh, you know, in the in the break. Right. And that's where you really pick up a lot of information and, and learn new things. And I'm always happy to learn. You're kind of in the phase of your career where you're thinking about hiring. And, and so yeah. it, it makes perfect sense that, uh, that Torontoism came about, the team. And uh, so yeah. let's talk about, you know, your process with the team and how it was, how it was formed. Because I, I know people well, love to hear these, these, these stories. Yeah, I think I, I I guess I noticed uh, at least 10, 15 years ago that uh, the team thing might be the way you know the way to go. And I and I sort of I had a partner at one point. I had a partner and an assistant at one point. But there's a lot of reasons for us to uh, or for me to have created Torontoism. I actually my friend uh, in uh, Miami who we know Inez uh, sure Inez yeah she has a group called uh, Miamiism. So she did Miamiism. I asked her if I could, if she wouldn't mind if I bore Torontoism. And, and uh, now we just have a friend in Oregon who doesn't know what he's going to call his. But anyway, <laughs> that's, that's, like that. that's a little ism humor. Um, but uh, Torontoism, what, what I tried to do, and, and here's, here's some of my thoughts on teams. I've heard some people who are team leaders talk about what they want in their team. And I I decided that there were things that I could do well and there were things that I didn't do well or that I didn't really want to do. I didn't have that that urge to do them. And so I thought the best team for me would be a team of people who were not mini-me's, a team of people who, you know, had absolutely different goals or aspirations or we wanted to have the same moral code that was very very important but if they were better in condominiums and they were in freehold if they were better with uh, sellers than they were with buyers those are the people i wanted i didn't want people who were generalists i wanted them to be a little bit more specific and also because we have such a high diversity 
in the Toronto area, we have so many different nationalities, so many different uh, cultures, so many different uh, languages. I also wanted to make sure that we were represented. So we have people who on the team who speak Mandarin, Cantonese, Hindi, Punjabi, Urdu, English, uh, which is my language, uh, and uh, and uh, French. I speak French, and we have Portuguese. So we try and keep uh, the variety there, and so we can answer people's. Uh, you know, requests in different languages and share information in different languages. How do you add someone to the team today? Could someone join Torontoism? How would it work? Sure, sure. Well, right now, I, I found here's here's the buildup of our team right now. We're, we are now five realtors, uh, including me. And I, I have no intention of having a huge team. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to find somebody who was right now another administration person because I think and I've and I've heard this from other people who are team people who say you know for every three realtors you need one uh, person in the background who's doing all the technology and all of the you know the broker loading and all of the the CMAs and the things for uh, you know adding to the database etc because we have a huge database that we keep running so we have that one person she's overworked and we're all working as hard as we can to help her fill in so Right now, what we're looking for is a bit of a team manager, somebody who can basically take over uh, more of the day-to-day and a little bit of the technological. And, you know, luckily, if they had a license, that would be absolutely a blessing because um, in Ontario, there's a lot of things that you can do if you're not licensed, but there's a lot of things that you cannot do. Right. Uh, you know, any any uh, any uh, discussion with clients or any presentation at all with clients you have to be licensed so that's the main thing is we're trying to uh, we're trying to find somebody else and then you know if I was looking uh, for somebody it would probably be somebody who spoke um, Persian uh, you know uh, an Arabic language where you know I have been looking at somebody now who is uh, she speaks Arabic and she's Egyptian and uh, she would uh, both and is licensed and so she would be able to fill both of those roles uh, do a little bit of organizing us more and then the other part would be her uh, you know we had to you know if we had to translate anything into arabic right now we can translate into chinese uh, into mandarin and into hindi and punjabi etc cetera, etc cetera. so your your website uh, torontoism.com it is just spectacular the the local content in there, I, I, I like I said, I show this people all the time, and I, I go right to the <laughs> to the Cabbage Town community page, and I yeah. the images, yeah. the images, the photos are spectacular, and and ta- and the video is is just crazy good, and that's you, you talking about where you live because you live in that community. I just think it's really important. A lot of realtors, I, you know, I see these videos and they're they're busy talking about themselves, and you know, there's always a story to tell, and I love you know hearing those stories. But I think there's also, you know, what is it that you like about the area that you're working in? What is it that drives you to that area? I think those videos are really important. So basically, every one of our team members has not only a personality video, we also have a video uh, about the area that they like to work in and the kind of clients that they like to work with. And um, and they also have that on their signature on their emails so that anytime uh, somebody connects with them, uh, the reply email they get back has, you know, these videos that they can look at. And I think that's really good. And I think the community ones and community events are 
um, they say a lot about you. Like I'm constantly, you know, I, I, you know, I, I do kid and say I'd go to the opening of an envelope, but anything to do with the community, I'm there. I, you know, I'm there trying to help. I'm, you know, there as a volunteer, or I'm just there kissing, kissing hands and shaking babies. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the, the buzzword came out a while ago, you know, that being hyper local and your niche, yeah. and all this stuff, but yeah. you've been living that for a long time. Yeah, no, no, you have to, you have to, I think that's what I, people want to know. Um, they want you to be educated in terms of real estate, but they also want, you know, they want to know, you know, where are the places to eat? What are the best schools? Uh, especially, you know, with a lot of the immigrant community, the foreign buyers, that's number one is they don't, you know, they want the schools. Uh, they want to know, you know, it's all about raising their children, getting their children's education to a high degree. So you have to know a lot about the schools, a lot about the universities, um, a lot about, uh, you know, certain places where you can get foods that might be, you know, pertinent to a community, uh, you know, whether it's a Chinese community or an Indian community. And so where all those services are. And it's like anything, uh, you know, I think it's it's also quite fun. It's also it, it, it's good business for you. One of the things I like to do is I would go out and I'd visit a store and I'd do a story about it. And then I would tell the person who owned the store that I had done the story about them. And then they'd tell their friends and they'd tell their friends. And it just went back and back and back and back. It was amazing. Let's talk about what you do with video. You There are nearly yeah. 100 videos on the Torontoism yeah. channel. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's obvious you are way early on the video game as a medium to reach out to customers. Talk about how yeah. the kind of success you've had with that. You know what? It has been it has been wonderful. We get a lot of leads from it. It also, I think, uh, basically, I, I think a lot of realtors have to understand what their brand is, and they have to really be true to their brand. So, if you're going to do a video, make sure it's high definition. If you know, don't make it. Here's me and my cell phone. You know, get a professional out there to do it. I know. I know it's costly, and luckily, I work in a in a, you know, sort of a high-end marketplace where the commissions are substantial and I can go ahead and, you know, pay for a video for each property or, uh, you know, drone, uh, certainly with a country property or anything, even in the city, uh, you know, the whole drone thing is, uh, is absolutely wonderful. And I've been a very early adopter of that, very early adopter of the Matterport. Anything I think that can because uh, I think people are very visual these days. I think, you know, uh, people want to get inside the property and have a look around. And sometimes it's not physically possible. Sometimes they're in a different country or the husband's at the other side of the country and the wife is in one, you know, she's she's there looking at the property. And just facilitate that. Great photos, uh, always. Great video, always. And um, it's been, you know, it's part of the brand. That, that we provide with Torontoism. And even with a house that would need renovations, we'll go and we'll do the video. We'll go and take the photos. Um, it could be an absolute uh, mess, but I think people need to know what it is they're getting into. Some people would find the fact that it is a mess very attractive. So I think, uh, I think video is the, the way to go. I'm looking for the next shiny object as well. Yeah. I, it's been the year of, video and real estate for like the last six years, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and, it's, and it has been, it's been at least that since uh, we've been doing videos, so at least six or seven years we did the, and started to do the community videos. 
right. long time ago. And they've, they've, they've paid off very, 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 very. I want to talk about those community videos for a second. Sure. They're, they're exquisitely shot. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to tell me what you pay, but those are not cheap. They're, I'll tell you. they're mini movies, you know, that, that yeah, I'll t- uh, you know what? I, I worked with a guy. He's absolutely great. Love him to death. Um, hard to sometimes pin him down. He'll make, he'll say, well, I'll get it to you next week. And then two weeks later, I'll get it to you in another week. Okay. He's a great guy. And there's always those people around, but he charges about $1,500 for each of those videos. Okay. And, and I can tell you that they have been excellent for my business. Right. Yeah. Anyone listening, go to torontoism.com, go to those community pages and check them out. They're, they're spectacular. They're, they're kind of like the gold standard. That's what you're trying to achieve. So I love that. Well, it's also, um, there's the, you know, answer the questions that, that buyers and buyers would certainly would have, you know, are there great restaurants? Uh, is there a place where I can take my dog for a walk and not have to worry about having them on a leash? Is there, you know, what are the, what are the streets? What are the shops like? And uh, I think just, you know, what we always have to do is oftentimes we have to take ourselves back to what it was like before we knew the city or before we knew the real estate business. And we have to look at the terminology we use. We have to look at the things, you know, we have to approach it as if, as if we were the shoppers. I think it's very, very important that we allow people to experience both the city, the country, the the housing market, as if they, they had no knowledge of real estate, they had no knowledge of the city and were the were the, the tour leaders. Right. And just, you know, don't make the assumptions that they know exactly what's going on or what the area is like or, you know, I think approach it as as they would or or pretend that you are the person coming into the town for the first time and you want to know everything there is to know about a certain area, the restaurants, the shopping, all of that. And and the same thing when we go to present an agreement of purchase and sale, I think it's really important for us to not assume that the person, you know, has been buying and selling houses the way we have for a number of years. They may have a complete other uh, terminology. They may not understand what it is we're talking about, yet we assume that they do. Focus on the customer, not how great a realtor you are, right? (laughs) Exactly. And don't talk about yourself. Talk about the area. Yeah. And and you know what? Strangely enough, a lot of people say to me, well, I'm not very good on camera. And I go, yeah, but you will be if you're talking about the area and not about yourself. Yeah. Because it's just one of those things that we do every day. We meet people. We tell them about the area. We tell them what we like about the area or or even what we don't like about the area. But that sort of honesty is something that all you're doing is you're you're now doing that on a video. You're now doing that in your writing. That's the way to go with it. It's very important. I can't talk to you on a podcast without bringing up a common love of ours, which <laughs> which yes. is which is Broadway. I mean, you're you're a song and dance guy. You mentioned that, so I know yeah. you're into musicals. And you and I didn't see a musical. We saw Glenn Gary Glenn Ross with yeah, Al Pacino. Remember Al Pacino yeah. in the Jack yeah. London role? It was really cool. I know you regularly truck on down to New York, right? And yeah, I was I was just there recently. I had a friend of ours uh, turned, uh, you know, had a big birthday, and uh, he and his girlfriend and uh, my partner and I went down to New York. We decided to see a couple of shows. We went there for a weekend. We were very very lucky. We saw Danny DeVito and uh, you know a couple of other people in uh, Arthur Miller's The Prize. 
sadly, I didn't really enjoy it. And I'll tell you why. It's, uh, it's basically what we do all the time. It's a family discussing uh, the price. Sorry, I said the prize. It's the price. Um, it's a family discussing what they're going to do with their father's stuff that, you know, everybody had died and, the, and, and now there's all of the stuff that goes back for, you know, it's like an estate sale. Well, right. God knows that's, you know, here's my life. You know, I'm talking too many to too many people about, you know, family issues and an estate sale. But the next night, you are going to be really jealous. I went to see Bette Midler and Hello, Dolly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's oh wow. That's how, how good it, was that? It was amazing. She got standing ovations in the middle of the show. It was just so good. And it was a New York audience. We were we were just in the last few previews before it opened. She got rave reviews there. And, you know, it's it was one of those things, you know, um, years ago, those of you who are into dance, I was able to see Natalia Makarova and Anthony Dow in Sleeping Beauty. And these were two amazing performers. And it was a night I'll never forget. Wow. And the same thing I saw, I was able to see Ibarishnikov perform with the Bolshoi Ballet about two nights before he defected. And it was absolutely wonderful, an amazing performance. And this was sort of like it. It was pretty amazing. It was uh, Bette Midler in, not that she wasn't anybody else than she you would have seen her, but it was just the perfect role for her at the perfect time in life. Because it's really about, you know, a woman who's, you know, who's, whose life has sort of passed by and she really wants to, uh, you know, before the parade passes by is what she sings about. And yeah. she just, you know, she's going to go and take things to her life, you know. Let's take this deeper. So for those people sure. who really have to be in the Broadway to stick around. But so Carol Channing had one version, yeah. and then you got Streisand's version. Yeah. Uh, well, they were see, even Midler. Was she somewhere different than those two? You know what? Um, it, it was an age thing, okay? Barbara Streisand, when she did Hello, Dolly, probably, I think she was in her 30s or 40s. Right. And I don't think, I think maybe uh, Carol Channing, Carol Channing is now in her 90s, I would think. So she probably did it as well when she was in her 40s. But now you've got Bette Midler, who's in her 70s. And this is really, it's a show about a woman who was married. She had a love. She, you know, and all of a sudden now she's looking to possibly get involved with somebody else before the parade passes by. So the timing was perfect. Her, uh, you know, it was, she was a little bit like a, uh, a Mae West or a Sophie Tucker kind of character, very much a, a very strong personality. But the timing was great. Uh, the comic timing in the show was great. And uh, it was just absolutely wonderful. If you get a chance, you have to go see it. I mean, you you would be you wouldn't sleep that night. I will I will be in New York for Inman. In she'll still be running next next uh, winter. With we hope. I hope. We hope. We hope. I mean, I, I think uh, you know it's it's pretty challenging to do eight shows a week of you know where she's basically on stage for most of the show. True. Yeah. Um, she has a couple of uh, costume changes and that's about it, but uh you know it was very it was very uh, it was a great cast and uh you know and she was wonderful and you know as as I said it's one of the only times I've seen uh where during the during the show there were standing ovations. Wow. Well, I'm going to try I'm not trying to one up you. 
but I saw the local American stage production here in St. Petersburg, outdoors, out in the park, Hairspray. <clears throat> Pretty good. Oh, that's great. The Roger Waters yeah. version, it was good. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. I've had you here the half hour I asked you for. I'm going to wrap up with the same question I've asked every guest, going all the way back. Yeah. If you could mm-hmm. give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting started, what would it be? Uh, my advice w- would be, and has always been, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Put your head down, work really hard, learn as much as you can, experience as much as you can, do what you do well, and what you don't do well, see if you can outsource it. And that would be my thing. I think a lot of agents start in the business, and they're very focused on the other people who are the newbies. Uh, and, I, and I know that's my first my first couple of years, I was always watching, you know, did somebody else get a listing? Did somebody else get a sale? Don't worry about it. Just put your head down and work hard and you will do very, very well and learn as much as you can. And then again, if you find if you find your niche, just keep building on it because that niche will be your business. Richard, I can't thank you enough. If someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, just go to my website, which is torontoism.com. Or you can email me at rsilver at sotheby'srealty.ca. Once again, Richard, thank you so much. Uh, I know Perfect. our paths will cross again. Hopefully it's in New York City. Soon. Soon. <laughs> exactly. That'll be great. Look, look forward to it, Bill. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks.